podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube and podcast channel. And we are back yet again with another video this week. It seems like they're non-stop. Uh, we have another match preview for the West Ham game on Sunday. I'm Scott. I am your host for this one. And this week, I'm joined by Daryl, Andy and Matty. Matty, mate. Yes. How have you got over the exploits of Wednesday night yet? Will you ever I... get over the exploits of Wednesday night? <laughs> I haven't accepted it as a reality yet, Scott. Mm. That's how... That's the stage I'm at. I woke up on Thursday morning with a bleary head. I didn't even go out. I didn't go like crazy. I'm one of those ones who, like, as much as I enjoy being around my mates when we've won, I like I sort of just like quietly digest it and like look through the the replays and and the the pictures and wait for the squad photo. I don't as much as I've been in Wonder Bar and places like that. Like, and it is fun at the time. Like, I don't really seek it out. I just try to just sit, have a few pints, and that's what I did. I had a couple of pints of Guinness in a quiet pub, and then I had a few more cans, and then more cans when I got home. And then I woke up the next day, and my head was hurting, and I was a bit like, oh, I want to go back to sleep. But then that result just clicked into my head, and I thought, well, that must be, that's bullshit. You've, you've, woke, you've, you've had a dream, and you're still dreaming. And that's all it's been like the last couple of days. Like, just everything. This is when social media is great, because you're seeing all these angles, fan videos, pictures, just things that you didn't see at the time. And for me, not to go too crazy, but like I'm 33 years old. I've supported Newcastle since I could comprehend football. And that, for me, is the, the probably the most special night I've ever had at St. James's Park. It certainly was. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone, I don't think anybody, I'm, I'm still, I'm still lost for words, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen the match preview that myself, Daryl and uh, Ian did, uh, it's a mess, by the way. Like we we haven't got our minds put together at all. But go and give it a watch. Uh, we do go through. But yeah, Daryl's and Tia's pretty much through the whole thing. <laughs> I kind of get my words out. And Ian's Wi-Fi is quite literally in the bin, uh, as we found out today. <laughs> but that's another story. Yeah. Any chatter. <laughs> um, Andy, mate, how are you doing? Oh, same. I don't think I can sum it up better than that. Uh, I also quietly digested it on my two-hour bus journey home, which got stuck in traffic, but it was still the best bus journey back ever had a <laughs> massive mixed donna chicken wrap Oof. which was consumed in about yeah. 20 seconds because the blood was pumping so quickly Oof. watch the highlights Get on. Get on. <laughs> uh, yeah. that was just in the chicken he was eating <laughs> um yeah yeah exactly what he said i can't can't sum it better than yeah. that it's it feels surreal we've got the official champions league account tweeting about blythe it's just absolutely surreal it's uh yeah, probably, I echo it completely, probably the best day I've ever had at St. James's Park and we've had some belters. And uh, I think, but I think for the, we've obviously, people talked about Barcelona and things like that before this game. That was maybe when the team was on a bit of a decline. This just feels like the start of something amazing. Yeah. We, and we've had a few of these dawns with the new owners, but this really feels like we've planted our fl flag in the sand and we are massive and we are class just for us to lose to West Ham at the weekend. Oh, <laughs> you said it. Yeah, why you said it? Daryl, I've always thought you were obviously 
<laughs> Already spoke to you, Daryl, in the match reaction, but uh, obviously yesterday was was a completely different story. How are you now? Have you calmed down? Have the tears stopped? The tears have stopped, yeah, but I think that it's weird because the one thing I was doing at lunchtime today was just watching the first goal on repeat simply for the pop of the crowd celebrating because it was yeah, just so loud and it was like an explosion of noise. And I, I think, I, yeah, I had that on a loop for about 10 minutes, just watching that over and over again, just to hear that noise. Um, it's like Matty says, it's still hard to sink it in and it still doesn't feel real for some reason. And it's, yeah, but no, look, we've got to put it behind. We've got West Ham to deal with on Sunday. And we've just got to plow on. Absolutely. We can enjoy it well, next week. He said one, he said it doesn't feel real. One thing that is very, very real and is always real on this show is this week's sponsor. The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Seamless that. Did you like that? Uh, that was very You took the word <laughs> right out of my mouth. <laughs> right, let's get in down to business. Uh this Sunday, this what was it, the eighth of October? I don't even know the date. Um we travel down to the London Stadium where we will face West Ham United. Um it's not on UK TV, unfortunately. Um obviously you'll probably get a stream somewhere, I would have thought, but we don't condone that sort of thing on the channel. Like we do stream it whatever you want. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on. It should be on anyway. I mean, it should be on every every game should be on. Accessible. Yeah, that's another story. Two o'clock kickoff uh, for those of you in the UK. Um, Daryl, mate, you are making the way down there. Um, have you packed your sandwiches yet, or are you making them on Saturday night? Um, I'm going to make them on Saturday night, and I'm going to pick up my beers for the train to because I'm going to specifically try and race. So I'm going to meet my mate who's a West Ham fan, and we have a bit of a race where we have to drink a can between leaving St Pancras and arriving at Stratford. Now, normally you would think, well, why? Because that takes it doesn't. It takes five minutes. I've got five minutes to neck a can from St Pancras to Stratford, and we normally beat it very easily. I have faith, Daryl. It'll happen. Um, so I'm going to pick you those beers on arrival. The train pulls out with the station, mate. Well, yeah. I've got some birthday beers to drink, so I'll be taking them with us um, for the yes. for the journey to London. And uh, yeah, so I'll be picking up some extras, extra supplies when we arrive into London to race the javelin to Stratford. Um, but yeah, all ready to go. Um, just need to get there now. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, West Ham aren't doing too bad this season, actually. It's, it's a different West Ham, I think, from what we saw last year. They seem to have um, taken that what was it, the Europa Conference League that they won, the confidence off that, and they're, they're running with it. They're currently in seventh, 13 points, four wins, one draw, and two defeats. And, and let's be honest, their two defeats were against Man City and Liverpool. Um, so, you know, I mean, you pretty much expect most teams to fall to those two, if if not all. Um, one thing, though, Andy, they have only kept one clean sheet this season, but they have looked pretty solid defensively. Um, you know, you've been taking a look at some of their new signings um one player that you know i'm probably going to talk about was alvarez who's pretty much helped solidify that back four 
Yeah, obviously the the main thing with West Ham all the way through their season last season was everyone knew Rice was going when they were in that Europa Conference final. It, everyone knew it was Rice's last game, and they they made you know they made that pretty obvious. <clears throat> and it was always going to be about can they replace him? And what they've done quite sensibly is they've replaced Rice with different players, not just one player. So they've sort of replaced his defensive solidity with Edson Alvarez. They've replaced that running ability with Paqueta the window before, uh, and they just look like a. a, a a better team almost without him. It's strange. I think they obviously had a really, really rough start to the season last year. And I think people had them tipped to go down, but Moisey just turns it around for them. And he, he seems to be Mr. West Ham. Um, so really like what West Ham are doing. It's obviously great to see one of the sort of traditional big boys. And I mean that in the sort of pre Premier League big boys um, mm. doing really well. Um, they've got dangerous players all over the pitch, which I know we'll get into. Um, but yeah, they've, they've recruited really well. Ward Prowse, obviously an amazing signing. Um, and they've managed to keep players as well. They managed to keep Jared Bowen, who he's got in the England squad, but I don't know whether he'll actually do much because Southgate doesn't like playing his players who um, should actually be playing. <laughs> um, that's another video in itself. Yeah, Sean Longstaff. Yes, it is. But uh, yeah, they, they've, they've got threats all across the pitch. I think they've got set pace threat, which I know Matty will go into with Ward Prowse. They've got lots of big lads up there. Um, the only, like you say, only defeats were Liverpool and City. And I believe they're on the longest unbeaten European run in history for an English team. 17 games, yeah. I think, isn't it? Yeah, which is pretty incredible, really. So that. if That's they go all the way through the Conference League and then all the way through the Europa League, they could then go all the way through the Champions League the next season. How unbelievable <laughs> would that be? Uh, but yeah, they, they look like a really good team. It's definitely a test for us, especially away from home. So it should be a good one. Yeah, as uh, as Andy said, Matty, um, they have made a couple of good signs. And one of them is James Wolf prowess And mm-hmm. we wanted to shine a little spotlight on him uh, and, and what he's doing to this team. I mean, if anything, it's not even a it's not even a, a shine a spotlight on it. Really, it's more of a, a, a confession myself through my own footballing <laughs> opinion. Because, like James Ward Prowse, don't get me wrong. You know, I mean, how how many how many times did he play for Southampton? I mean, we're, we're looking 200, 300, 300 odd times or whatever it was because he was you, you thought at, at the time that he was going to be a, a you know a one a one man cl- one club man as as yeah. as we see a lot happening. But like, obviously, the go down. He's went to West Ham, but I can remember when people were saying we should be looking at him, other top teams should be looking at him. And I thought he was a tidy player, and I understood why he was he was in the England squads and stuff like that. But I really thought that his set piece ability overinflated the opinions yeah. of people. Now his set pieces are fantastic, and I, they shouldn't be underrated. I just thought because of oh he scored a lot of free kicks, he's he's seen as this great player that he I think he's just a he's just a good player. And I even used the words, which I don't like to, I used the word overrated uh, when West Ham signed him. And I know he's only played, what, six games in the, in the league this season. He's played in Europe. But he's got six assists so far and two goals. And just watching him play, he's, he's really make me eat my words. I know you could probably say that if you just watched him properly when he played for Southampton, you should be coming to that conclusion. And I no did watch him play a lot games. for Southampton. But there was, games, <laughs> there was games I saw him play and I, I thought he was a bit anonymous, but... He really has made me eat my words, and I, I just think that he's a player that has hit the ground running at his his what was the, what's the best way of putting this? It's his second team, but it's his first ever different team. And for a player that is coming from being a youth player and playing three hundred and forty odd times for for his team to then move, it must be really hard to sort of acclimatize when you've been used to that environment so long. So for him to do that, play well, like I say, hit the ground running. 
I've just got a lot of respect for him. I think he's a he's a really good player and he's made me some words. So he's yeah. not going to be watching this, I'm sure. If he is, <laughs> what the hell are you doing, James Ward-Prowse? Um, mm. Become a member. That's what I mean. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> yeah. Have you watched the Stinky Fish video yet? Um, but <laughs> he, he's just, yeah, fair play to James Ward-Prowse. And as much as we've got that height and power in the team still, even with the in- injuries, we've got Dan Byrne, we've got Cher, we've got Lascelles, even Trippy is good in the air. We should be wary of those set pieces, mm-hmm. definitely. Do you, th- uh, do you think it's a case, Matty, if you put better players around him and he becomes a better player in himself? And do you think that's maybe what's said, happened with West Ham? Like, he's always had it. He just hasn't yeah. had the players to bounce off. I mean, that's a theory, I think. It's a theory I buy into and I also, in same parts, don't because... Any players better with better players around them, you know. Mm. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, a sort of microcosm, like Tenali, Tenali, that first half of of the 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 City game, and then Bruno comes on and he looks a miles better player because he's not doing, Mm. haven't run all over the place. But I I digress. Yeah, maybe so. But I mean, those players were there last season, and they would went. I mean, apart from Alvarez, and and they weren't doing very well. So I just. Maybe he lifts up the players around him. I'm not too sure. Yeah. He was captain at, at Southampton, and I think he's a, he's, a, he's a leader. So I just think he's a player that West Ham have done really well to get hold of, um, and he certainly he certainly changed my opinion with even just in these early parts of the season. Yeah, they've been they've been interesting to watch this season, West Ham, and like I mentioned, totally different team in the league to what we saw last season, Darrell. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. the last time we played West Ham at the London Stadium was a uh, well, I think everyone. I don't think anyone was expecting the scoreline that we got, um, but I think a lot of people were expecting the win just because of the bad run West Ham were on. Yeah, and at that point as well, we were on a pretty decent run ourselves. Having you know, it came a few weeks after the uh, the cup final, and then we had that loss at Man City, and then that sort of sparked as a catalyst for a little run that we went on at that point. Um, so it takes us back to April of this year, um, and. It was one of those things where, and we'll get onto it later as well when we come to our potential lineups. Um, and you have to look at it's almost written in the stars. And uh, my mate Jamie, who I mentioned earlier, he was straight onto this when I when I when I spoke to him back then in the lead up to the game. He does it every game, in in fairness, that we play against West Ham, and it's about Callum Wilson. Um, but yeah, so we ran out five one winners in that game back in April, and like you said, Scott, to the surprise of quite a few. I mean, like you say, the win you probably could have banked on the win happening because of each team's form at that point. But the, um, they, because it was such an emphatic win and, and the manner of which it was achieved um, really put a lot of people, you know, it really gave people a bit of a surprise. I mean, you know, we go into that game 2-0 up, uh, 2-1 up, sorry, at half-time after goals mm. from Wilson, Joe Linton and then Kurt Zuma pulled one back um, with loads of inflatable cats in the away end doing their <laughs> thing at that point. Um, and... <laughs> I think if you remember rightly, Eddie Howe spent large portions of that first half on the touchline, absolutely enraged at what was going on in front of his eyes. Um, and I think it took a good stern talking to at half time to sort everything out. Um, and unfortunately for me, Anne Shell, who was with me at the time, um, we missed the third goal because it came so soon after half time. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were still that. having our pint inside. Um, and that was Wilson's second of the game. And that is the thing about West Ham and Callum Wilson. He absolutely loves a goal against West Ham. He, I think he's. I think he's pretty much scored every game that they've played against. That he's mm. played against West Ham, he's got a goal. Um, and then Isaac. I'll try and set the scene for you as I remember it. Isaac um, balls played forward to Fabianski, who 
tries to make a clearance, doesn't go very well, falls to Isaac, who just takes it down, lobs it over him into the back of the net. And that made it 4-1. And then it was rounded off by Joe Linton getting a second right at the death of 90 minutes. And I have to go back to Joe Linton's first, which was our second of the game. And I have to pay homage to, I think it was Fabian Shea playing an absolutely astounding through ball. VAR as well. Sorts. It was, it was VAR. Well, yeah. yeah. We had to check it for that, but it was such a brilliantly timed run from Unreal. Joe Linton. Um, and, and the ball that created that was absolutely sublime. Um, and it was such a great move. And it really did put us in a good um, state of affairs at that point because that was game four or five of a, a five-game winning streak. And I think in that streak as well, I think we only lost one in nine. So that really set us up for that push towards the top four. Yeah, th- it's interesting you've mentioned that uh, Joel Linton goal because one thing that one thing that I've noticed with West Ham this season is that they're a, they're a hard team to break down now. They seem to be a lot more compact. They don't apply any pressure into the mm. back four of their opponents at all. They they almost wait for the ball to get into their final third and they just like compress into almost like a back five, back six, and then you've got Alvarez leading that front, that that line. Um, and then they kind of rely on, you know, winning the ball and you've got Paqueta and uh, Bowen who can break on the counter-attack. Um, obviously, they've got other players as well, like Will Prowess who can run with it as well. One little weakness that, I think they may still be struggling from is is when player when players get to in and around the box. Obviously, they're subjectable to a long shot, uh, which you know, Miggy Almiron is in any form that he was in on Wednesday night, or Fabian Share, who could be in for a, a you know some success there. Um, and obviously, Trippi and Tenali can also hit them from from distance. But also, I saw against I think it was the Man City game, ball over the top. Like from the from the you know maybe just at the twelve yard line, ball over the top of the defenders with a a player run in, which could suit Isak down to the ground as well if he's playing. But that ball has to be pinpoint because they've got two tall defenders. They've got they've got Zuma uh, and I can't remember the other centre back. Again, yeah. Again, yeah. yeah. Um, another who, summer acquisition, you know, is he not? He's a, he's another mm, one of the things. So, yeah. yeah. But I they're going to just you know mopping up those loose balls and just getting rid, um, which you know. That then starts their counter-attack. Um, they do have one injury. It's Aaron Cresswell. I think he's been out for a little while. I don't think it's really going to impact them too much. Um, but one thing, Andy, I will talk about, obviously, we played on the Wednesday. West Ham have played on the Thursday. And I believe there was a, theirs was an away trip as well. Um, there's going to be a lot of tired legs, I think, on both sides. But does the extra day plus the no need for travel, you know, Playing off favour at all, or do you think that's not a sort of thing anymore in this day and age of sports scientists and all that? Well, in theory, it should. What I would say is, I think the Newcastle players have ran the distance to Freiburg and back on Wednesday anyway, <laughs> the amount of running they did. So, probably not. I think one thing that works in West Ham's favour is that they did Thursday, Sunday, all of last season and they know what they're doing and they have got extra numbers now. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the injury front, yeah, definitely in a better position than we are. It's one of these things where you don't know. You don't know what West Ham's recovery is like. You don't really know what our recovery is like with the midweek weekend game. Um, I know West Ham have got lots of fit players that Paqueta, weirdly, has played more minutes than anyone for West Ham, which is quite unusual for a a more of a flair player. Suchek never gets, you know, he's always playing 90 minutes. You've got Sufal, who's really good as well. There's lots of fit players there. So I think they'll be all right, but there will be tired legs. And I think both managers will just hope that it's not too intense. Well, obviously, with how it's always intense, 
sense, but you, you, almost, you almost want just to have a nice sort of relaxing game just to make yeah. sure you don't get any injuries and things like that. But we know in the Premier League that's not possible. So I'm sure we'll get onto it, but we'll we'll, we'll have to see some rotation from our guys, certainly in midfield. I mean, the amount of miles those those lads put in is just outrageous. Um, I don't think we'll necessarily um, change the back four. I think that's too set in stone. And I think the recovery, it's maybe a bit easier in the back four, not as much mileage to do. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. Obviously, where West Ham play is more conducive to playing more fixtures because you can rest the legs a bit when you're out of possession. You can just sit off and wait. Whereas when we're not in possession, we do more run than when we have the ball. So yeah. um be interesting to see. Um, but yeah. how's been with these guys for a while now? They should all be up to speed. They know what's expected of them. So let's see. Yeah, well, we'll turn our attention to Newcastle. And obviously, there is a, a slightly concerning injury list starting to grow at Newcastle. Obviously, we know about the long terms with Barnes and Willock. And I think Eddie Howe today ruled out Botman completely from the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice, this one. We, we actually are doing this after an Eddie Howe press conference. We normally say we you know we're not we're not before this, but we, we kind of got an idea. And and Daryl Wilson and Joel Linton are late checks. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you've already mentioned Wilson likes a goal against West Ham. Um, we thought we might have saw Wilson on the bench against PSG. Do you think it might be the case of Wilson starts against West Ham, or Wilson makes the bench and Isak gets maybe sixty minutes based off you know playing a full ninety in the midweek? Yeah, I think it's it could well be the latter, like you just said. This, but I think it could be a case of Wilson being able to come off the bench as long as he's got some fitness in him. Um, Joe Linton, I think he would like to have him available for the squad, but to me, given the nature of his injury, I'd rather he just rested him if he can afford to, and just let him have that international break just to yeah. fully recover um, and, and make sure he's fit and ready for the running after that. Because let's not forget that the running after this next international break is going to be just as important as the one that we've just had. Um, and yeah, part of me thinks that if Wilson was fully fit, then I would be tempted to start him to give Isaac the rest. Um, but it, it's a tough one to call, but yeah, definitely for me, I think start Isaac and give him that first hour. Um, I think the other information, the other problem becomes in midfield as well with if it, how he rotates that and whether or not you see Elliot Anderson come in from the start, or even if you see Jacob Murphy, because we have to remember that Anthony Gordon is not going to be able to feature at all because of his suspension. I think um, they're so your two changes, personally. I, th- I yeah. think that, I mean, not to skip ahead, but that's I, 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 I'm like really think that's just your, your, your two changes. Anderson mm. comes in for Tenali, and mm. and Murphy comes in for 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 Anthony Gordon. Yeah, and that's it. It's it's a sensible um, change to me. It's sense. It's hundred percent sensible, but I just think that like it's indicative of the state the squad's in. Because you yeah. think if you had those players available, your Harvey Barnes, your Sven Botman's, Callum Wilson. Joe Willock, Joe Linton. That's five massive players, like mm, ridiculously yeah. massive. And not to say they should all be starting. I'm just saying that, like you know, Joe Willock, like he's, he, we haven't seen him yet, and he was so important for us last season. Joe Linton's huge. Sven Botman's one of the best centre halves we've ever literally had. Huge. Yeah, literally huge. Literally <laughs> huge. Uh, a lot of these lads are, but like, and, and, and you know, Harvey Barnes, we we know what he can do we, yeah. in that short space of time. He shows. And yeah, sorry, not interject, in, in but like, no, it's no, of course, just, but 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 like. With what's going on, it really is a case of getting over this line into the into the international break now. Yeah, because you know we've got so many injuries, and, and, I, and I'm thinking of Eddie Howe what he said today. I really don't think Wilson or Jordan are going to be available, mm. so I think you're going to have lads running in mud for mm. for a lot of this game, and it's gonna it's gonna be tough. But I I did think that about Wednesday night. That's why I was so worried about it. 
Yeah, it's, maybe, it's maybe a bit of a blessing in disguise that we haven't had international players called up because they can just chill out for a week. Yeah. I mean, we've had, what, Cher, yeah. Cher, um, Trippier. Trippier and Dubravka's obviously gone, probably. But, I mean, in terms of main players, is it just Trippier and Cher, I guess? It's in, 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 Did he start getting a call-up? I just, I just want Longstaff to be able to lie down, the poor lad. <laughs> it does, like, 5,000 miles a game. I think, he's, a, I think he's one of those freaks, though, isn't he? He's going to be one of those yeah. freaks who can just do, yeah. do it and not really... I'm think I'm touching. I'm going to touch wood there because, like, <laughs> if he gets injured, God. Anyway, sorry. Well, uh, obviously, um, one of the things I was going to touch on was with Kieran Trippier. Obviously, he's played a lot of minutes, and we all said at the start of this that we brought in Tino Livermento because we can't be expecting Trippier to play every game with midweek. Is this the sort of game that? And, and I'll stick with you, Matty, on this one. If there wasn't an, an international break, do you think that change would have been made for this West Ham game where you know Tino Livermento comes in and replace Kieran Trippier just to give him a little bit of a rest for what's to come? Obviously, you know, he is gonna go away to England. Maybe he's, that's in the back of his mind as well. That mm. you know, whether he gets minutes or not for England is obviously another question. But if he is, he's probably gonna be playing on the left. Uh who you know, who knows how South is gonna use him. But would you be tempted or would you think how would be tempted to you know, rest them this week in it's, retrospect yeah. of there not being an international break. It's so hard to say, isn't it? Because, I mean, what, that, that game against City, excuse me, the, 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 the game against City with Trippier, I think was his first game he didn't start for a ridiculous amount of time in the League Cup. That guy is obviously one of these freaks who can just play football yep. two times a week at an elite level and he's just fit, fit as the come. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, though, we bought, like you said, you bought Liveramento for a reason, and that's to cover him. And he's not just any old cover, he's you know, a, a, a really good prospect. We saw mm-hmm. that against Manchester City. Personally, I think he'll he'll definitely still play a trip here. I think he won't play Liveramento until his hands forced. I think that he was hoping for a more favorable draw in the League Cup over the first two yeah. games to be able to blood mm-hmm. Lewis Hall and Liveramento. Um, that, that being said, I fully expect both of them players to start at Old Trafford, not to get ahead of ourselves. Um, but yeah, it, it is a funny one. Um, and it, it's strange because you, you think about professional footballers and they were talking about this the other day on a couple of podcasts I was listening to about, about schedules and about the money to get paid and why they should really be like having a go at the schedule. It's like you're getting paid uh, a king's ransom every week. Like, just, just go out there and play. <laughs> But it, it, that's one half of the argument, and I, it's one I lean towards. But the other half is, with today's sports science, I totally get why players need rests because we we have these analytics where it's like they can be this good for this long, but then as soon as they play a bit more, they're a bit less. And, of course, I've got my football manager head on. I've got the percentages in my head. He's <laughs> probably at like 83 but do we Five strain, it? reload. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Longstaff's looking a bit orange there. He's looking a bit orange. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's going to be... It, 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 I, and I know we, we do our predictions at the end, and I'm not going to say my prediction, but all I'm saying is like, to not lose this game would be huge, I think. Yeah. To not lose this game to go into this international break would be huge because we have we have been just... just tortured with injuries and fitness and I thought at the end of that Burnley game it was great Mint we've beat Burnley 2-0 didn't even get out of second gear but you looked around the pitch at full time and it was lads on the haunches lads sort of knackered 
Bruno's limping about and you think, how how long are we going to be able to stretch this mm. with the players that we've got long-term injuries for? And that's what worries me. Mm. But hey, hey ho. But yes, to answer your question, I think Trippy's going to start. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, you said you weren't going to say a prediction, but we will come to our predictions now. Okay. Um, I'll not come to you first, though, Matty. I'll, I'll let I'll let, uh, I'll let somebody else have the floor for a little bit. Daryl, mate, um, predictions for this one. What are you going for? Well, just as Matty was talking there, I was trying to talk myself out of saying a Newcastle win for some reason, and I don't. I think it was just because I, I like Matty. Though I just want to not come through this game with a loss. I want us to get a result, um, and I want us to also come through rather unscathed as well on the on the health mm. front. I don't want to get anything else to go wrong or. Anyone else on that treatment table because it's it's full enough as it is, um, and I was really hovering between a two-one win and a one-one draw, um, and I'm just going to pin for the two-one win. I don't care. Two-one, <laughs> two-one Newcastle. Come on, I'm going down. Like, I need, I need to do it. Andy, mate, what are you going for? I was about to say we cannot beat PSG four-one and then predict anything other than a win. <laughs> like, come on! I don't. I, I appreciate all your points. I think they're all very sensible things to say. <laughs> I don't want. Like, come on! We've just smashed. We've just smashed. We appreciate going, everything it's going you hard that's... overhead here. <laughs> no, no, I do, I do agree. I do agree uh, that it's it's one of those where. You know, there will be a massive come down. There will be fatigue and everything like that. One thing you know we will definitely have is laser focus from Howe and his backroom staff. They'll have had a little bit of a celebration, but you know what Howe's like? He, he could win three Champions Leagues in a row and just be thinking, well, we're just thinking about pre-season now. That, that's hope that's he how he is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hope he, hopefully hope for us. Hopefully for us. But, <laughs> but the point I'm making is that we know that as soon as that, that celebration was done, he was like, right, lads, back to the Premier League yeah. because... Mm. Nights like that, we're not going to get them next year if we don't qualify for it next year. Yes, yeah. we obviously win the Champions League, then we get it. But <laughs> that's another point. But uh, it has to be. Uh, it has to be that the focus now has to just be right. Premier League, do the business, back to basics. So, yeah, I, I take all the points. I don't think it will be as easy as last season, but I, I think similar. I think two one. I think we'll be maybe a little bit fatigued, and we might not be as good on the press, which means we might might be some gaps. Um, but I think. After, on the back of that PSG game, I cannot say anything other than a win. So <laughs> two one, and we'll go Wilson because he said on his podcast if he scores, he's going to do the Carlton. So oh, well, let's say that. I don't oh, well, think he's even going to be playing. You know, I don't even think he's going to be there. But I'm again, let's this see. is me he being was, all he, negative. He in training. I'm manifesting just, it. Just the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll give you my prediction, and then we'll come to you, Matty, for yours yeah. to to finish up. And and you know what? I'm I'm of the mindset that the way that the way that West Ham are playing at the minute, the way that they, you know, they don't have much possession, quite hard to break down. We'll be, you know, tired legs. They'll be tired legs. This has got nil nil written all over it for me, and I think that's what it'll be. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> hell! And I'll take um, it. Fair enough, be. Enjoy but the I, game. I, do you know what? I think both teams would accept that at this point in the season, given where they, where they're at, what they're doing, and, and what else they've got going on. I think a nil nil draw is probably, you know. Not the right result. Obviously, I want Newcastle to win, but I think if you if you asked Eddie how, you know, would you take nil nil and no injuries, he'd rip your hand off for it. Um, would you take nil nil in the away end, Daryl? Oh, <laughs> depends. It depends. Clean sheet. Well, yeah. Clean sheet, but, yeah. Get back on that. You know. Sorry. <laughs> I, I I think it's it it it's one of these ones. We we have this these last what two two three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> These last two, three weeks have been amazing. Personally, I, I, I've, I've thought they were amazing. Like just 
even starting with that win at Brentford, just yeah. first win of the season, sorry, second win of the season, after three losses, bang, sorted. And then you move on to your first Champions League game, you get an amazing point, class, clean sheet. I'm not trying to go through the last three weeks just to like remind people of it, but it has been so good. And there's been some quality performances in there as well. But it's just that squad depth and fitness that really worries me. I know West Ham are playing in Europe, and I know that they have sort of having to deal with it as well, but I don't think they've got as many injuries as us. You know, just looking at their squad, it, it's they've got a quality spine. You know, we talked about Aguirre, who actually came last summer, by the way, not, not this summer, just gone. Back. Um, but, like, yeah, it, it, I just I just feel like at the London Stadium, I, I think they're going to score the first goal. I think West Ham are definitely going to score the first goal, and it's how we react. Um I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one-one. I, I, I think. I think. And, and if and if we went one-one, if we went one-nil down and equalised, and then that was it. Andy, stop shaking your head. Um, <laughs> Me and Daryl next week. It, uh, you know what? Like, I know. I say I've said this a million times as well. Like, and I'm gonna try and stop saying it, but like. Pessimism isn't my gimmick. Like I'm not. A, I'm <laughs> All right, not this okay. isn't like me trying to be carried. Oh, he's, sure. he's, yeah. But like, I'm still coming to terms with the fact that we are a good Classic. team now. Mm. Uh, before the PSG game, I read out the the, the starting lineup to my father, and I just said like, Do you know what? Even with the injuries, that's a mint side. That like, you know, I still think we're mint there. But what we're going to get beat now, and we did, <laughs> and we had a, an amazing night, and we we still reveling in it. We didn't and because just we spoke before track, the game. Said, sorry, mate. We we didn't lose because we spoke before the game, which we have a hundred percent record doing that. Yes, me, me, and, me and Andy <laughs> have been in the, in the Leasers end at the bar twice this season, and we've won five one and four one. So oh, well, there you go. But we can't force <laughs> it, Andy. We need to make sure we just. I know. Try keep it natural. Yeah. 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 Keep it natural. Otherwise, the gods won't like it. But um, <laughs> after that game, after that PSG game, um, I bumped into a fan of the podcast. Funny enough, um, I'd never met the, the gentleman before. I think his name was Lockie. I hope I've got that right. If he's watching, uh, Lockie, and, and and he grabbed me, and he, I thought he called Anthony Gordon the S word when actually he was actually calling Kylian Mbappe an S version of Anthony Gordon. And um, <laughs> when I when I when I asked him what he'd said, he said, "Bloody hell, I know you're negative on that podcast, but that's not me." And I just thought. <laughs> Oh my god! Like as if I've <laughs> perpetuated this this idea that I'm this negative. But like I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to get used to to us being good and all this stuff. But I just think the stretch squad and West Ham doing as well as they are. I just think it's going to be really really tough. And I, and if they score the first goal, you'd snap your hand off for a point. If someone offered me it now, I'd take it because I just think it just it'd just be a nice way to end it. Obviously, three points would be better. Well, I think for me, just the whole thing is just to not lose. And I know that sounds negative, but it is what it is. But to just not lose and to, to go from Brentford a few weeks ago and the, the two Champions League games sandwiched in between the league games and an 8-0 win and a 2-0 win against Burnley to get to here and go away to a really good West Ham side, it wouldn't be a nightmare if we drew. And it'd be amazing if we won. But I just have this feeling that we're really flogging the hell out of these lads with the injuries. And yeah, let's see. They're professional athletes after all. So maybe <laughs> they're going to really surprise me. But no, Anthony Gordon is huge. It's huge. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's obviously the, the big, the big uh, thing. Cause he has without question been our best player this season. I think, you know, he's, he's, yeah. he's leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of the players out there, but 
they're all up there as well, but he is just, you know, it's more than just a, you know, a, a nose in front, but, you know, mm. uh, yeah, it's, uh, I kind of wish the international break was this week and then we've got yeah, that little bit too. of rest to, to go into this. Um, but yeah. then you've also got momentum, which will get, which, you know, which will break from there. So we'll see what happens. What do you think at home watching this? Do you think we're talking a load of trollop with our predictions? <laughs> Let us know in the comments below. Um, Andy's going to go straight down to the comments and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Can yes, I say Andy. one thing before we sign off? And I know I've just talked a lot there, and there's probably people listening to this or watching this going, well, that divvy from Teesside stop talking. <laughs> but, like, I just feel like this, no matter the result, right now or tomorrow or whenever you listen to this before the game, is a, like, massive point that really takes stock and do a checkpoint, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're a fan of the Souls games or any sort of video game, just take a checkpoint, Sit take at the stock and be like, class, this is mint. <laughs> we had a really bad patch where everyone was talking, not everyone, but the, the idiots were talking rubbish. And then we went on this unbelievable little patch of continental results. Nil-nil at San Siro, 4-1 against PSG. 2-0 Brentford, 3-0 Burnley, 8-0 Sheffield United. Are we, guys? Like, it's class, and we know that that, that that ability is in that team. So if we lose on Sunday, and I'm not saying we will... Don't melt down, Christ. Just what out. do you do? If you turn around and start banging on about Miggy Almore and Dan Bear not being good enough... Ah, God, I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, yep. just go home, go outside, smell grass sniff the air in and just just yeah what's wrong with you like i know they're not world-class footballers but bloody hell they've just both scored against psg and one of them scored an absolute world that you get his three points against Burnley at home chill out man like if we get beat on sunday it's not the end of the world we know it's all good and we're missing five or six players but we might not lose and we might get a very good point or bloody hell a really good three points but just take stock soak it in just realize that this is, and people will get annoyed when you say, look where we were two years ago. You're allowed to criticise the team, but do it fairly, you weirdos. Well said that, man. <laughs> well, if, if any of you weirdos watching like this video, <laughs> <laughs> scroll down from it and hit the subscribe button. Hit the Imagine button, if like all the down. subscriptions went down now. I'm a weirdo. Just be us for. Yeah, and yeah. if you're not a weirdo, stay subscribed. Yes, um, please, please yeah, do. no, but if you do like this, obviously uh, hit the thumbs up. Uh, hit the notification bell to be notified of new videos and hit the subscribe button. Let us know in the comments below what you think the prediction and the score will be uh, for this game at the weekend. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree? Let us know. Um, if you want to go one step further, we do have a membership program. It's $2.99 a month and we will happily call you worse than a weirdo in the Telegram chat because uh, it is a bit weird in there, but it is also outstandingly amazing as well. Um, boys, I think that's it. I think I've had enough Newcastle for this week until all the Newcastle content comes out from the PSG game. Hopefully tonight, could be tomorrow, we'll record this on Friday. Um, I just want to watch that match calm before the West Ham game, and I'm mm -hmm. sure everybody else does. But thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Matty. Cheers, Daryl. Cheers, boys. Safe journey down, Daryl, as well. Um, Cheers, mate, yeah. Don't drink 
I've been too quick on that. Um, <laughs> so you've got man. five minutes. Pace yourself, lad. Um, but we will see you in the next one. Thanks, everyone. Ta-da. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.